0: everybody, my name is Mark, I am the Prepper Guy, and I think even though I'm recording this on video, <clears throat> that it'll be exclusively a, a podcast, I'm not sure. So I wanted to talk a little bit about duality, and uh, what I believe we all have, a form of duality, and what I mean by that is not so much an alter ego but a underlying desire to be i'm not going to say different in a bad way but different and we start to develop a almost like a a second personality that resolves rattling around in our brain and causes us to capitulate to negotiate, to compromise, because we're always at battle with that little angel on one shoulder and the, the little devil on the other. And I think this is our duality. It's who we are at a DNA, and I don't know what you would call your mental DNA, your psychosis, your psychology, your soul, your heart. I I don't fucking know. But we all have it. And that's why I I rail a lot about pre-learning, making these decisions in your head way ahead of time before they ever come up so we don't hesitate, which becomes a mental bear trap ready to spring on us at any time, as we've talked in the last few uh, podcasts, that you might have so much stuff in one location that you can't, you can't leave it. You think you can, but the reality is, you can't. You'll hesitate. There was a, a football player back in the nineties that, um, fucking linebacker, big dude, pretty much got a beat down from some thugs in Las Vegas because he hesitated. He knew that if he just through the thugs through the wall, he would get sued. He would lose money, respect, fans, endorsements. And that bear trap went off and caught him, got robbed, got hurt pretty bad. We had a rancher here in Arizona some years back got murdered by illegals. He was a good person, really good guy. He was alert. He was attentive, paid attention to his surroundings. He was a rancher for fuck's sake. He knew what was going on on his property. He was aware of where his cows were, his water tanks, if they were full or working or not, if the herd had been fed, branded. He probably could tell you where every coyote hung out. And yet he came upon a person that looked like he had passed out or was hurt, got off his quad, walked up to the man unarmed, started to administer some first aid, offering him water. Now, this is all that we get from the news, so I don't know what really happened on that fateful day, but the guy on the ground's partner walked up behind the rancher and shot him. Now, we can't always see a sucker punch, but when we're preparing for the end of the fucking world, you better be on alert for sucker punches. And there will always be signs, tells of if it's coming. <laughs> Not that we can be perfect, but we have this little good angel sitting on our shoulder saying, oh, the poor person, look, he must be dying of exhaustion, heat stroke. Maybe a mountain lion or bobcat got hold of him. It would be the right thing to do to go and check on him. And as soon as the the little devil on the other shoulder goes, yeah, you might want to fucking take a stock in your surroundings here. Doesn't this look fishy? And then the two angels start arguing. It's like, why are you so negative all the time? The man needs help. <laughs> and then the other one's like, why are you so fucking naive all the time? All I'm saying is, take a, a nanosecond or two and well, I can look around. And so during this little debate, it's called hesitation. Right there in the middle, seven inches from staying alive or dying. And it's right between your ears, that six, seven inches. And it's that conversation between our dualities, our good angel and our evil little devil. And for some reason, as humans, we now call it a little angel on one corner of our shoulder and a little devil on the other. And because of whatever the fuck it is, political correctness, social engineering, the mindset of being overwhelmed by this avalanche of the right thing to do and the wrong thing to do, and we as Americans don't do that we run up against this six inch barrier called hesitation. And we think that the the one voice is, is the good one, the one that's talking PC and the right thing to do. And the other one who's just cautious, your id, your lizard brain, whatever it is, trying to swim through to the surface of this muck That we live in and the news and stuff, saying, Whoa, wait a tick. Uh, Could you just think about this for a second? And in that debate is where we can use pre learning. And that way we can analyze who we are, not as a society. You know, politicians like that's the right thing to do. This is not who we are. Hey, you know what? Fuck you. It's who I am. So pre learning just fucking thinking. It's not a bad thing. You're having an internal struggle between the good and the bad. But really it's just conscious versus subconscious. Who you are to who you would like to be. We listen to all this stuff and we think that we want to be good. So therefore we we tell the voice on one corner, you're my good angel. And then we tell the, the voice on the other side, you're my little devil. But really, it's just your your id, your lizard brain. It's not good or bad. You can't put a, a fucking label on it. It's just one will blithely run into a fucking forest chasing a sound and get mauled. And the other one's like, hey, could we hold back here? That sounded like a fucking mountain lion. And we're like, shut up. I have to go do the good thing. I have to be a sheepdog. Well, yeah, be a fucking sheepdog. Um, Just smell the air and fucking listen for a second. That's all I'm saying. Now, the other voice told me, just react. Go fix it. Go rescue the damsel in distress. Well, that's uh, not my job, and it's not yours to be a sheepdog. We might have it bred into us to where we, we want to be, but there comes a time when you have to draw a line and go, I can't save everyone that yells help. And that's what the the, the voice on the on the other side saying. It's like, dude, just, fuck, you're already Mother Teresa, lay off, can't save everyone. You're neglecting your family. You're neglecting your children. You're neglecting those things that are important to you. And we get so caught up in doing the right thing that we actually literally forget to do the right thing. So we have this thing that's built into us. We mislabel it. And we try to learn how to become better. But when... Society collapses, and that, that thin veneer of civility is peeled away like a, the first layer of an onion. Things change really quick. I mean, you can have a couple onions in your refrigerator and not even know they're fucking there. Peel that tissue paper kind of first, second layer off of it. and Fuck. And you know, all of a sudden, your eyes are watering and shit. That's how thin it really is to protect you from that, and immerse you in the other. And we, as rational beings, will always try to do the right thing. Doing the right thing is sometimes the wrong thing, because the right thing is you. Like I talked about, the air mask and the airplane fall down in the, in the, in the The flight attendants will tell you, put the mask on yourself first so you can help others. Because it does you no good if you black out. So square yourself away, and then you can help other people, the younger, the older, the handicapped. But if you don't put that mask on yourself, you and all the others will black out, and you're not going to help them. You're just another victim. And so when I, you know, talk about things, sometimes they they might come across as like, ah, blah, blah, blah. You know, don't hunker down in an apartment. Well, not if you're fucking thinking you wouldn't. That's like saying you're going to put the mask on all these other people first, and you're just so fucking macho that you can survive without oxygen at 40,000 feet. So if we can't harden ourselves, and, and reprogram the, the left circuit and the right circuit, the good angel and the evil angels, and, and give them meaning, then we don't know who's talking to us. Is it the, the good little angel, or is it that evil little devil? And, and human nature is going to go, well, do the good, be a good person. It's the right thing to do because we don't label it properly. And we do this all the time in life, you know. So uh, I'm listening to a a book, audio book, and I'm thinking about this duality and how people, you know, fall into these categories, good versus evil, blah, blah, blah. And lately I've been you know, thinking about our country and the enemy within and how because of that debate of hesitation we all face, we're allowing it to just go down the whirlpool. It's drowning. And we're so busy thinking the right thing to do, the wrong thing to do. What should we do? How do we do it? And, and, and they say that when you're in combat or scared or something's happening, you should move doesn't matter which direction you go it doesn't matter what you do you have to take action it could be picking your fucking nose it doesn't matter you just have to get out of that analysis paralysis and do something and then your brain kicks back in and starts fucking working it's like a you know computer you just got to hit reset once in a while because it has a fucking nervous breakdown so we we go down this path of My computer's locked up. Now, I'm I'm using a computer as us, our brain. So, not talking about fucking PCs and Apples here. So, the computer locks up. And we're like, what the fuck? So, the first thing we do, we reinstall drivers. we, We take it into Geek Squad. Or they come to you and they fiddle, fart around and install more shit. And it becomes a bigger mess. When in reality, it was running fine. 10 minutes ago. So why why did all of a sudden the, the devil of Bill Gates or the evil spirit of jobs infect your computer and ruin it? No. It just had a hiccup. Needs reset. It's having a bad fucking day. Reset it. And then it works again. So moving, picking your nose, scratching your butt, doing something when you're locked up. It's like that reset button. So we look at, at the world in America and we're, we, we've heard the enemy within so many fucking times it's disgusting. And we don't know who that enemy within is. And so we, got, we get caught up in this analysis paralysis it's like, well, is, is the politician bad? Oh, is it the, the bad cops? Is it the men in blue? Is it this organization or that organization, and, and then now we can't we can't fix it. It's fucked up. So what what are we going to do? Take it to Geek Squad? Go hey, uh, add more shit to this? And really, all it needs is reset from three, four, five hundred million people, but it's still a reset. So I'm I'm looking at these red flag laws and the uh, what the fuck is it? gun control background checks president trumps him and and you know one thing he'll say i'm not going to take away your second amendment we're going to support the nra and and then he's leaning a little bit over there and and it scares me it scares the fuck out of me and it makes me wonder who is my enemy because that's the fucking art of war right no Thy enemy. Well who is our enemy? And 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 like I've said before, it's within. It's a family argument. This is gonna be tough. And 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 with these, you know, red flag laws, it, it it's like have you ever, you know, broken up with somebody and well everyone's broken up, right? It's fucking lie. Um and they they get a restraining order on you and Based on just their words, boom, you're like a bad guy. If they go into Circle K and you're in there making your coffee, they could call a cop and go, Look, he's within 300 feet of me. And they arrest you. You were there first. Basically, had fucking right away that should have been yielded to you. But because of this restraining order, it's a court order. You're the bad guy. Cops show up, they take you away, pull you out of the store, they at least talk to you the first time, take away your guns. There's a restraining order and, and, and they feel like you're threatening them without due process or nothing. Now, of course, you get a court case and you can go before the judge that issued the restraining order, but you're on the other side now. You have to prove your innocence. It's just not the way America was set up. The other person should have to prove your threat level, your guilt. And that's just a fucking restraining order. Red flag laws are way worse than that. And and when you look at the 14 states that have them already, can you believe that? We haven't even been fucking paying attention. Um, They're probably not helping. And, and, and do we have a problem with mass shootings? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, the FBI says it's actually the numbers are down, but, uh, you know, can't believe them fucks anymore. But their statistics are usually right on the money. Statistics are not politically driven most of the time. If if they, it's just a computer crunches a bunch of numbers, it Goes hey, mass shootings and deaths are down. I can live with that. Good. We've done some good. Had a person tell me that because of the clinton um gun ban or whatever the hell it was called um, crime went down well not according to statistics did not so there's there's 14 states right now that have red flag laws on the books so who's your enemy i mean the constitution says you have the right to bear arms and you have the right to due process, and you have the right to be innocent until proven guilty. So we already established the fact that there's uh, rights involved here. So many of them, it'd be hard to list. And yet, 14 states have red flag laws. So who's your enemy? Well, it's the people you elected in those states. It's your representatives, your mayors, your governors, your police um Chief is elected, you know, or hired by the mayor. So your mayors, dumbasses. Um, your senators. These are the people that run your state. So red flag laws come along, and they're federal. And and what even the president's trying to do is get more states to enforce these red flag laws. So in that sentence is a key part of the battlefield. And it says it, the president would like states to enforce federal red flag laws, which tells me then that I guess states don't have to. Well, yeah, that's, you know, IRS laws. You know, we've all been audited. It's a federal law. And then the state, being a bunch of rollover sellouts, say, sure, come on in. Every state's got IRS buildings all over the fucking place It's a federal law and states are allowing it to be enforced within your state so this all happens see you take any federal law gun laws um, taxes you know, it's, it's, it's just so many of them i looked it up one time it's like thousands so once again we get back to the, the to the problem which is we're electing fucking dumbasses and, and when do you draw the line and look at these dumbasses and go, no, you know what? You're not just incompetent or stupid. You are my enemy. Because you're, you're taking my God-given rights from me at the point of a gun. It used to be the tip of a Roman spear, but now it's, it's a gun. People have died arguing with some of these federal laws. Well, Ruby Ridge pops into my mind. Waco. Yeah, they were poorly negotiated. But the reality is, feds forced the state to fucking kill their own citizens in the name of whatever. In the name of, well, it's the right thing to do. Oh, here's the two asshats. It's the right thing to do. Hey, screw you, I got rights. It's the right thing to do. Hey, screw you, I got my rights. Yeah, but we're not that way as a people. Hey, go fuck yourself. See, that argument again. So we win or lose that argument 90% of the time. It just most of the time we lose it. So we're electing sheriffs that are the the people that are actually allowing these laws to be forced upon us as American citizens. And, And so therefore, I would say that your representative in your district is your enemy if he's allowing this to happen. Because he's losing that argument to the, the the two voices in his head, and he's buying into this the right thing to do kumbaya, your senators are your enemy if they're falling for this shit. your mayors, your governors, and your sheriffs are then your enemy now that's kind of a blanket statement, and people would go, oh mark you're 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 saying that you know these the men in blue are your enemy well only if they're not protecting your rights. It really is that cut and dry. You know, uh, your your spouse doesn't really care if you tripped over the coffee table and you ended up having sex with, you know, so-and-so. The nuances doesn't matter. There's right and there's wrong. Everything in between is gray and is irrelevant to your constitutional rights. The oath you made, the promises you made, the covenants you made, your marriage, and that promise you made. It's really just right or wrong. Pick a side. And because our politicians are so ill-informed nowadays, and I don't even think they know what an oath of office is. I mean, let's face facts. They're all fucking morons. They're being sold this. Like I've said, it's marketing. And they're buying into it. And now they're buying into red flag laws, gun control. EPA, regulations. And, and 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 I guess he's a, a friend of mine, a client. I like talking to him. He's as liberal as liberal goes. And we can usually talk about politics and get pretty heated debates. And, you know, he's one of them people that just doesn't want to hear any other side but his own. Which, hey, so am I. And, and we have these discussions. And he, and he was talking about, you know, These gun laws and mass shootings. He'd never really heard of red flag laws because, you know, it's not in the CNN talking points yet. Unless it's like, ooh, red flag. Sounds like China. Let's fucking do it. Socialism. You know. So, um, you know, he's, he's going on and on about these murders. And he goes, I just don't like seeing all these innocent people being murdered. I go, I'm with you. They totally agree. He's like, we need to do something. And I go, yes, I totally agree. And then we hit that fork in the road. Bam! He went this way, I went that way. He's like, we need to get rid of assault rifles in these high-capacity magazines. And and I was like, no, we don't. And I go, you know, and if you call it an assault rifle, people aren't going to listen to you because you sound like a fucking idiot. No such thing as an assault rifle. any more than an assault hammer. People get killed with hammers. Does that make it an assault weapon? And so we, we debated that back and forth. And then he goes, well, you know, he goes, the problem is that, you know, they can they can shoot 30 rounds at a time. You know, just boom, 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 boom. I got him off the machine gun and Tommy gun fucking terminology, which is probably stupid because now he'll use the right word and sound even more educated. And I go, okay, well then I go, maybe we can agree that an individual wants to kill many. He's like, right. We don't want, you know, 30, 40 people killed. Just not in the blink of an eye, but, you know, in some standoff, because he's got, you know, six or seven magazines full of 30 rounds. That's, that's a very good point. And I go, but that in itself is not the problem. I go, see, we agree that the problem is a person wants to kill many people. It's math. One take away 30. I go but you you're if if you if you take away my rights as a gun owner, which doesn't work. It's never worked. Gun laws don't work. I go you 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 put a band-aid on a symptom, but you didn't cure the disease. I mean it's it's really like putting a band-aid on a on a wound that's you know cut through an artery, it's not going to fix it. And look, the bleeding is stopped. Well, yeah, they're they're going to bleed to death internally and die. But I put a band aid on it. So, I said the problem is, back to square one. We have a person that wants to kill a lot of people because that's that. I go, it's irrelevant in the scheme of things whether. He used a gun, a big machine gun, an assault machine gun, or poison, or bomb, or he just went into a building with a knife and he's an engine kills twenty people, like in the movies. And actually, that did happen in somewhere. I'm not concerned about other countries and their problems because we got plenty here. But you know, a guy with a knife killed 10, 15 people. I don't a lot. I go, so if we can look at it as we have a problem and it's mental, then maybe we can adjust the treatment to cure the patient, be in America, that is. And he goes, well, no, because, you know, these laws won't let us, you know, take people's guns that are mentally ill. I go, oh, well, then if that law don't work, I'm sure uh, gun laws aren't going to work. But see, he's in a different mindset. It's like, we, we, can't, you know, we can't just paint with a broad brush and say it's a mental issue. It's them damn guns. Talk about painting with a broad brush. After a good hour of debate, you know, his phone battery was dying and so was mine. And I said, look, we have plenty of smart people in America. Colleges put out, you know, good philosophy, students and academics all day long. I go, it's a a mental health issue, but it's not mental in the way that it can be treated or diagnosed or found. I said there were a time in history, not that far back, maybe, you know, 50, 60 years, maybe it was 100, where we didn't have these problems. And it's not because we didn't have 30 round magazines. I mean, the Gatling gun, people could get a hold of those too and just ride through a cowboy town and shoot everyone in town if they wanted to, right? I mean, it's the fucking Wild West. So why was society better then than today? Because I I thought we have come a long way, baby. We've improved. Our society is so much better than the Wild West or the Roaring Twenties or pick a point in time. Obviously, no, it's not better. It's worse. And and my point was to to my buddy, it's like there is an issue that we must figure out. But taking away guns or poison or pipe bombs or explosives are is not gonna fix the problem. Mental illness is is a a fucking bullshit term that says, well, he was crazy. Well, if you use the, the insanity defense because you killed somebody, I mean, it kind of stands to reason, of course, you're fucking crazy. That's, you, you fucking shot your parents. There's no question that you're fucked up. The question is, what led you to that? Well, in one individual case or another, you might be able to get to the bottom of that. We're talking about mass shootings in the United States, which is a fucking country. It's my thesis that it's regulation, it's laws, it's red tape. And there was a good movie with Michael Douglas. I think it was called Falling Down, where he's just a normal guy and reaches the end of his rope. It's not mental. It's not fucked up. It's just so many things happen to him that are beyond his control, and they're forced down his throat by bureaucracy or laws or rules or corporate policy that... Only makes sense to the the fucking Yahoos that created all these rules and and he, and he tries to push back against it, and he loses because you know it's like arguing with your wife you're just not going to win sometimes um, and that's where that duality comes in where we try to be compromise, but that's your wife, you love her it's your husband, yeah he's crazy, but he's a good guy, but on a national level um Most people are not going to fucking fall back on that. So we have a society that their first few days of school, we're talking fucking kindergarten nowadays, are being monitored. And and little Billy gets in a fight with little Mary because she took his crayon. And it says it's a whole big fucking fiasco. It's like, oh my God. You know, little Billy got in a fight with little Mary. Boys don't do that with girls. Nobody ever tells the girl, hey, don't fucking steal from a guy any more than anyone else. So it starts there. And as we go through school, there's more and more and more things that we must comply. You know, you, you eat your peanut butter sandwich and it, and it looks like a gun, and you're like, Da da, bam. Fucking police show up. The school's shut down. Oh my God, what the fuck's happening? And then the parents are called in. It's like, it looks like a gun. It's like, yeah, it's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. He does that all the time. He thinks it's funny. He trained the dog. He goes, bam, the dog plays dead. It's like, oh, well then we need to we need to send fucking child protective services over your house to see if you have any guns, if you're mentally stable. What the fuck's wrong with you? You let little Jimmy make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich gun? And, and meanwhile, he's been embarrassed to shit in school. And, and it's, it's like running into a brick wall. But it's death of society by a million brick walls. It's like paper cuts. Just bam, 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 bam. So you get into 7th grade, 8th grade, ninth grade, 10th grade. Well, pretty soon you're just a fucking basket case. You've already been, you know, in fucking first grade you were given Ritalin because you got in a fight with a girl in your class because maybe she freaking stabbed you with a knife. It doesn't matter. You got in a fight with a girl, you know. And, And to you, as six years old, that was serious. She took your crayon. Oh, my God. Now, people will laugh about that and they'll go, well, you know, come on. No, there, there are studies that kids, as they develop, if if they have a glass of milk and there's a bug in it, like a little flying bug thing, moth, nothing crazy, they will look at it and go, there's a bug in here. They get it. There's, that does not belong. Of these two things, that does not belong. If you reach in there and take the bug out, they'll drink the milk. As they get older, you reach in there and take the, the bug out, and they won't drink the milk because there was a bug in there. See, now the dynamic has changed. It went from, ah, it's a bug. You pull it out, they're happy again. Problem solved. Eventually, they get old enough to where they're like, yeah, you took the bug out because now they have logic, and they know the bug didn't really drink that much, or. Fuck up the milk. It's a bug. You reached in there with your dirty ass fingers. I don't know where your hands have been. See how the dynamic goes from little Billy, six years old, because she took my crayon. Oh, here's another one. Okay, thank you. But see, no one did that. And no one, not even the parents, the school, all of our educators are so fucking well trained that they can't even figure it out that this is what kids do. I fucking know it, and I'm a carpet layer. And and so it gets worse and worse. Now, that's just a crayon in school. In high school, it becomes something else. And then in high school, maybe you go, well, fuck, Mom, I need a summer job. I want to buy a car for next year because uh, I can drive. Well, uh, get a paper out. They don't exist. Uh, Can you go work at your dad's company? No. I already talked to his HR department. It's illegal. I'm not 18. Well, uh, why don't you open a lemonade stand? You know, maybe a high school kid would go, yeah, I got that pink lemonade recipe that just rocks. Or, you know, that barbecue rub you make. Sell that. You know, we'll do a thing and you can sell it. Well, start doing it. Bam, here comes the health department boom no you didn't kiss the ring this fat fucking city hall you can't do that people's lives are at risk here it's fucking barbecue rub god it's lemonade why is it pink is that the blood of babies so as we get older you know now you could look at it and go out well, you know it's just a few things. You look at your life. How many brick walls have you run into? And and you might even be of an older generation like me where I ran into very few brick walls. I mean, we could have bake sales and cakewalks. We had a car wash and raised enough money to buy a video camera to make a movie in our film class. Can't do that shit anymore. Not unless it's sanctioned by some fucking bureaucracy somewhere in Washington and the school union. So I ran into them. And if if you want to do a little exercise, there's a book. It's an older book. So I don't even think it's on audio. So I had to read it. Uh, It's called The Business End of Government. It's by a guy, I think his name was Dan Smut. He was a writer for... The John Birch Society, he might have even been one of the co-founders or the founding fathers of the John Birch Society. Look it up. And it goes through all these things that government will tell you, you can't do this. So then if you don't do it, the state will say, why aren't you doing that? You go, well, the feds say I can't do that. They're like, we don't care about the feds. So then you go ahead and do it the state's way, and then the feds shut you down. If you do it the feds way, the state shuts you down. And it's all of these things that I'm talking about, these little stumbling blocks to the brick walls to the just the myriad of it. And it, it was written back in the 70s, and there was a shit ton of them then. I'm sure if they did a new edition, it would be like the the size of that because it's it would encompass the entire library of congress which we all know is fucking huge i mean even if you just saw pictures of it in in national treasure you know or whatever with Nicolas cage <clears throat> it's a big thing that's like that's all the bullshit they've thrown in your way going back to when we started this experiment in freedom and liberty which yeah, as you can tell by the library of congress i think the experiment was a fail it worked right up until our politicians started listening to these two asshats on our, you know, huh, what, huh, what, huh, what? And, and now we're fucked. And I think when you really mentally think about this shit, why are people snapping and killing people? Now, there's there's always going to be an outlier out there. One person just fucking hated that guy any. He goes, well, you know, if I'm going to shoot him, I'm going to kill all those asshats he works with, too. But that is an anomaly. It's not the norm. It's just the exception, not the rule. Most people that snap, they will find a reason in the media, well, he was mad at. He didn't like the fact that he was upset about this. And they will pick the most recent fucking thing that set that person off and go, this is why he did it. This is why she did that. So we, we have the, the myriad of real reasons. you know We have terrorist groups that come here and they fucking hate us. Okay, cool. I can buy that. I understand that. Those people you know, want to come and blow us up. Got it. This guy went postal because of that. Kind of get it. So it's a mental problem dealing with more than most of these mass shootings. And it's a symptom of our society and the regulations that have fucked us to the wall. And our politicians know it because they're the ones that are doing it. And they are the enemy. And even if they don't know and they're just too fucking stupid to figure it out, they are my enemy. We already know that any terrorist group that wants to come here and blow shit up is our enemy. Duh. But we also have enemies within that we can't put our finger on. You motherfucker. So we, getting back to duality, have a hard time labeling the enemy. And we get confused with our two internal voices. And we want to be good people. Most, I mean, you know, really, most people want to be pretty good. But I don't think it has to do with which voice you listen to that determines whether you're good or bad. It's just one is saying the obvious and the other is saying the social accepted voice. And that's where we walk that fine line through life. It's like, it's the right thing to do. It's like, fuck that, it's the right thing to do, fuck that. And over 40, 50 years, we kind of stay on a pretty straight line. We end up over there somewhere. And it's that internal voices in our head I'm not talking about the ones that you know talk to me all the time. I'm just talking about mainly the, the subconscious and the conscious, you know. It's, it's our duality. Many people have a, a, a very harsh duality. I mean, they borderline asshat to sociopath. But for the most part, we, we as humans, try to do what society says is the right thing. We will listen to our wives. I mean, I've seen many hardcore men try and change for their wife to be a better person, to not be a drunk, to not be so violent, to want to have kids, to want to work harder, to maybe want to take some time off to be with the family. So we have that rattling around and we will listen. But I think it's more socially acceptable to be one of the sheeple that's always listening to the fuck a do-gooder voice, and ignoring the one that's saying you're losing your country. You have lost. I'm not saying we're losing our freedom and liberty. We have lost it. You could, you know, you could go through a list. I mean, see what they did with like with freedom of speech. Well, you know, five parts to the first, you know, Bill of Rights, just the first one um they, they made it so broad it's like first amendment freedom of press oh what about religion yep that too what about this yep that too yep what about that and then they, they take that and they divide it into more and more and more so when you say hey motherfucker you're taking away my right to privacy they go well no no what we're doing is see over here you know privacy section one subsection 598, um, paragraph A2, right there. That's all we've done. You got all this other shit. And we don't realize that it, it, it's subterfuge and it's just a cluster fuck. And we, as you know, nice fucking people, it's the way we are. It's the right thing to do cannot even look at a situation and go, you're taking my rights. You're the enemy. Because, you know, if you just walked up and punched someone in the face, they're going to go, hey, you're my enemy. And they're going to fight back. They've learned how to punch you in the face and throat punch you and collapse your larynx without even being in the fucking neighborhood. And if you're not smart enough to go, oh, it's that dick over there. He's my enemy. Then we will continue to just walk through life saying that whatever happened to our country. Where did the America go I fought for? And you know what? The veteran groups, they've been snowed, screwed, and fucked over for so long. I've heard a lot of them go, this is not what I went over there and fought for. Uh, No, because we haven't been in a legitimate war since Fucking Japan bombed us. The rest of us just been fucking games and economic jackals trying to take over one country or another. But they were told freedom and liberty, the American dream. That's what you're fighting for. And then they come home and they run into these brick wall after brick wall after brick wall after brick wall after brick wall. After brick wall. And then they snap and go, what the fuck? I think they come to a, a, a moment of clarity where, you know, they're just like, fuck, I lost my family, my values, my virtues, the, all the, the awesome shit my grandfather taught me as a little boy. I sold it all for this fucking lie that my politicians told me. And, and while they're figuring that out, they're running into more fucking brick walls. And then they, they're going to snap or kill themselves or go, you know what, fuck it. Give me a bunch of opioids. I, I got PTSD. Whatever. And they do, they really kind of do, because, you know, PTSD is caused by a lot of things. And and, and it's, you know, so they've been fucked. And even them, some of the best and the smartest that we have, you know, returning Navy SEALs and Rangers, Green Beret, sergeants and, and majors and just grunts have been trained to deal with those obstacles. And they can't turn around and go. That motherfucker is the enemy. See, because they're they, they've been trained that the enemy was over there. Da, 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 da. See that guy? we That's no, over the ocean. You can't see him from here. Get in that boat. Let's go fucking kill him. And and I'm not bashing just returning veterans. You know, everyone in my family was a veteran. I just happened to graduate in '73 when the, the fucking shit show was over so i got married and had kids law enforcement they don't know who the boogeyman is and they can't turn around to the mayor and go you're my fucking enemy this is why 90 percent of the fucking community hate us and spit on us because of you motherfucker you're my enemy i should arrest you i should just black bag you and throw you down in county for till i fucking remember you're there so they can't they can't even think they've been through the academy our sheriffs many of them are good people but you know I'm going to cut them this much fucking slack because they are the chief law enforcement officer in a county you see that fucking right there that's it it's all the slack i'm going to cut them because they were elected them the mayor the town council the city council the county the representatives the senators the governors they're up here held to a higher standard in my book. And when they become the enemy, we have a fucking problem. So they won't take a stand. I, I guess they're too busy to, to, to just like read their oaths. I mean, I, I've, I've seen people take their oaths of opposite. Hand on the Bible. Yeah. They read a paragraph. Uh uh-huh. I do. So I know it's not that fucking long. It's a paragraph or two. It's not like we're... Asking them to read the Bible that they have their hand on, the Constitution, and the Library of Congress before they say, I do, it's a fucking paragraph. Read it. Learn it. What does it mean? If you don't know, fucking look it up. What does it mean? So they are on a a fucking razor's edge, in my opinion, as whether they're the enemy or they're the ally. And it's razor fucking thin. And 90% of them have just slid off into enemy camp. Now I don't mean to call them enemy like we're at war, you know, with the fucking Klingon army. They're just your enemy because they are running diametrically opposed to freedom and liberty. And if you can't see it, and you can't get two fucking voices in your head to be on the same goddamn page, then they will shove red flag laws down our throat, just like they shoved everything else down our throat. Taxes. The income tax was on the super rich, and it was never going to be over seven percent ever. Well, is is that the way it is? I mean, I'm curious because, like, you pay taxes, I've paid taxes. Are you super rich? I don't know about it. And is it only seven percent? And people are just making all this shit up. No, see, they they put it on the plate, they passed it. We went, oh, good, fuck the rich, and now everybody is getting their share of ass raping because our our parents and grandparents allowed it to happen. And in 50, 60 years from now, when I'm dead and you're dead, our, our grandkids will be talking about red flag laws and they're going, fucking dad, he was a gun owner. What the hell? Who allowed this shit? And it'll just continue on if it lasts that long. So we need to get our dual voices in our head, straighten the fuck out. We need to get them both on the same page, go, yes, I am a good person, and I want to do the right thing when it's the right thing to do. And when it's not, and some politician tells me we're not that way as a people, then he's the enemy, because I didn't elect him to tell me what my fucking duty is as an American. I elected him to shut the fuck up and protect my rights. End of story. Case closed. If he can't do that, he's your enemy. Because it used to be that they were just dumbasses. Maybe a hundred years ago, politicians just did stupid shit. No one fucking cared. Because we didn't elect senators, we didn't elect presidents, we just elected representatives every two years. So if he was a dumbass, it's like it's like a two-year of bad winner. Then it's over. Now they've become the enemy. And so we need to go, yes, let's do the right thing. And then the other voice goes, well, that's an enemy. You turn to the good voice and say, what do we do about that? And say, like, yeah, we got to do the right thing. He is the enemy. We need to get rid of him. Oh, well, now we're not fucking split personalities anymore. I got them talking to each other. So you can do the right thing while listening to the other side saying he's an enemy, and the good voice should say yes, he is. Here's the right way to handle it. So that's what happens, and that's why we have mass shootings. It's not guns. It's not thirty round magazines. It's not this kind of bullet and that kind of bullet and you know, nunchucks. It's a hundred years or more of just shit that has been put in our way. And I'm going to put it like this and I'm going to wrap it up. Have you ever seen a a, a runaway truck ramp going down a hill? They use them in Arizona a lot. uh, California. I haven't traveled that much, so. So if you lose your brakes and you're in a big rig, there's a runaway truck ramp every so often and you just pull into that. And it's about probably less than a quarter mile long. And it's just about that deep of like gravel, small gravel. And it just stops the truck. And that's what they've done to America with regulations. They just keep pouring shit in our way, pouring shit in our way to where our economies come to a stop, our freedoms come to a stop, our thinking and logic and morals have come to a stop. And it's as simple as just dumping shit in front of something until it comes to stop. And what happens when you're driving, for all you four-wheel drivers and stuff out there, when you, you know, are driving through sand or something and you, you keep giving a gas, fucking full speed ahead, and then eventually you just bury your Jeep. Just boom. You open the door and you're scraping sand. And you go, fuck, God damn it. <laughs> so that's a mass shooter. He's been trying and trying and trying. And when he started slowing down, he gave it more and more and more gas. And he kept throwing sand and shit, just trying to be a free American or a hard-working person or a, a brown man or a black man or a white man or a yellow man, and there's just so much shit being thrown at us from so many people that say they're our friends and our our spokesmen and all that, and eventually it stops. And they open the door, and there's just shit everywhere in the way. They can barely open their door. There's so much sand. And they go, fuck. And they snap. And if you really think about it, if you walked a mile in that person's shoes, you might actually almost understand. Not saying you condone it, but you fucking understand. So if we can't understand what the problem is, it's just another brick wall. Red flag, Patriot Act, Homeland Security. It's just more of this, this big, pretty dome they're building over America to make us free and protected, and boom, now you're trapped. They dropped a lid on it, dropped a lid on you and me and all of our freedom and liberty and prosperity. Then they can just do whatever they want. We're in the fucking dome. So if you're willing to give up your freedom and liberty for safety and security, then you will get none. And if you look at life that way and you're willing to give up those two things for these two things, then you also are my enemy. And if I felt that way, I should be your enemy. So figure it out. That was my deep thought of the day. Talk to you later. Enjoy the apocalypse. Love you all. There's no way home. There's nothing to fight for. There's no more honor. Come to think of it, the only honorable thing to do is quiet. You think the people of this country exist to provide you with position? I think your position exists to provide those people with freedom.